We are back at it. It is game day. Oklahoma State plays Tulsa in about 48 hours. Joined, as always, by Kyle Porter. Kyle, we've made it. We've made it through the dog days, my friend. Game day is upon us. We have made it through the dog days. Um, I'm excited. I, are you Are you in on the Thursday night thing? I wrote about this a little bit on, on Monday. I think I like it. I think I'm in it, on it. It's Bush League. Okay. It's uh, something that South Alabama should be doing, not well, OSU. I mean, Ohio State's doing it, so. When are they doing it? Uh, this Thursday. They're playing this Thursday? They play Indiana on Thursday night. Oh. Well, I guess it's not Bush League. See, <laughs> Ohio so you, State's doing it. So, you, so you've got... <laughs> So you've got and they're the, doing it on the road too. They're opening on the road, but it's yeah, okay. You've got the two. You got the two teams that are going to play for the national title opening on the same night. Like I'm all for <laughs> you know spreading out the games to where they're on Thursday, Friday. So that way we just get to watch more. Yeah. I just I hate it. So we've talked about it before. I just hate it for the the people of Stillwater who rely on game days to make money. Just kills them having a game on Thursday. So. Yeah, and but I, it, I don't like it, it from I don't like it for me either on Thursday is it, night. Is it that much different than playing at like eleven on a Saturday? It, I mean, it, that feels bush league to me. That feels like okay, we're just trying to get this thing over. Like it's just I, I I'm sure it is different. Like I'm people sure have jobs, Kyle. How do, I know you, uh, you I know. and me. It doesn't affect you and me. Like we're we're like the least affected of anybody. I, I worry about people that have jobs. It's it's hard to make it to Stillwater. On a Thursday at six thirty, like just it's impossible for most people. Most yeah. people have jobs, unlike you and me. Yeah, no, so that's why that's why I hate it. I think about it from the the grand, like the, the large perspective, not just my own. It's just six thirty on a Thursday is tough to get to for fans, and there's only what you know six home games a year, so right. that's tough. But well, I mean, I, I understand why OSU's doing it. Uh, I don't like it, but I understand why. Yeah. Okay, we're we're actually going to talk to somebody right now uh, who's going to be there on Thursday. Um, it's time for the Coupel Works Guest of the Week. Coupel Works, bring great tasting craft beer in Oklahoma City. Try the flagship F5 IPA, the bold DNR Belgian Strong Ale, or the refreshing Horny Toad Blonde. For your next watch party, tailgate, or get-together with friends, enjoy a cold Coupel Works, and please remember to drink responsibly. You need to add Saturday Siren to that read. How good big, is that? Big, big hit at Fantasy Football Weekend. Yeah, how it, was that? It, it was fun, man. It was uh, Saturday. Siren was the was the first one gone, like quickly. Like it, it's uh, it's moving up my power rankings for sure. It might have it might have supplanted the uh, the elevator. Yeah, it's it's pretty excellent. Um, I, so I, add that to the read next week. Well, and they've got the Oktoberfest back. I'm I'm in. I'm ready ready for some coop this fall. Yeah, the orange can kind of separates Oktoberfest as well. So yeah. that'd be good for game day for sure. Okay, we're gonna call Justin Southwell. He's our uniform expert, recently took over our social media channels and has been doing a great job. So we're going to talk to him about uh, just what he's looking forward to and uh, some possible uh, uni predictions. Okay, let's do it. Hello? Justin. Hey, what's up? How's it going? I'm decent. I feel like my phone should be doing better, but you know. It's going good. How are you? Did you, get, did you get it figured out? I don't know what's going on. I think it's uh, just the cell phone service struggling. You just claim you were hacked. I mean, your phone Dis, was hacked. I was. Dis, I was dishonest hacked. technology. That's what it was. 
<laughs> it was the in, it was the interns. They hacked hacked my phone account. <laughs> uh, well, Justin, you uh, first of all, you've been doing a great job running our social media. Um, I, I hope you've been enjoying that. I think everybody's been uh, enjoying it from our end. Um, what, what, what's been the most fun part of the first month of doing that? Oh, the most fun, I think probably just seeing the interaction with the fans. So post something out and then really get to see all the fans commenting on that. It's, it's pretty cool. There, there are a few goofy comments here and there, which is also fun in my opinion, but, uh, seeing how everybody's hyped up for the season. I mean, it's really cool. Kyle has to be nice to you now. If he, if he makes you mad, you can just lock him out of the account and just start <laughs> tweeting crazy things and get him in trouble. That would be bad. <laughs> heavy yeah, heavy lies the crown. The boss man. Uh, Southwell, <laughs> you are, you're a uniform expert. Uh, we're doing our predictions again. Uh, I, I won last year, but... Uh, how fired up are you for uh, this season of uniforms and uh, just your thoughts on this season coming up? Yeah, I mean, well, first of all, congrats on just killing us last year because we did, I, me and Kyle did horrible, right? I think I got like 13 points or something. It was terrible. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm really excited for this year. Um, I, I think Tyron Johnson's been saying bad year. I think it might be bad year for uniforms. <laughs> That's brilliant. That's that's good. All th- well, Southwell, you, yeah. Southwell has to use his uh, Southwell. I know you have sources still in Stillwater, especially inside the equipment room. You gotta <laughs> you gotta use your sources, man. You gotta get the inside scoop and not not let me and Kyle know about it. Oh, that would be great if I just go the whole season with a perfect score. Yeah, I should reach out to Justin Williams and see if he can hook me up. Well, you don't have to reveal <laughs> your sources on here. <laughs> Uh, what was your um, so you when you played at Oklahoma State? What was what was your favorite combination that that you guys wore in your time there, or the one that that like you and the other players look forward to the most? Man, okay, so I started in two thousand nine, and black that was like the first year for black, so that was a huge thing. Um, and then in two thousand eleven, they started coming out with all the different helmets, and being able to wear black helmets, with black uniforms was a huge deal. Um, but for me personally, I think my favorite one was black, black, orange, just because of the way it all flowed together. We wore it against Kansas, so we crushed him. It was amazing. Um, but yeah, just that orange brand on the black helmet, and you have the black jersey, orange numbers, flowed together with the orange pants. They're just extremely clean, so... That, that was, was uh, uh, OKC yeah, Dave's sure. favorite. Yeah, that, that's two two yeah, straight yeah, yeah. podcasts. Yeah, yeah, he did. <laughs> Major love for that uniform. Yeah. Well, and that that game wasn't on TV, so I feel like that uniform's still kind of like a like an indie band. Not everybody got to fully experience. <laughs> how how crazy is it that as recently as it, you said it was 2011, right? Yeah, that was in 2011. That was that was when I think Oklahoma State scored like 20 or 35 points in the first quarter of that game. But um, how crazy is it that as recently as 2011, a, a, a conference game was not uh, televised somewhere? That's insane to me. It is. It's somewhat similar to the 2007 YouTube videos that look like they were produced in the 80s. Yes. <laughs> 
times yeah. times are changing really quickly, so it's, it's a good thing. It's crazy. Well, Justin, you said it was a bad year. I mean, where do where do you stand on the the brand? Do you think it's done? I mean, they only wore it one time last year. I, I wrote in my my top five uni combo write up that I was concerned about the badge kind of going away. Just do you think they're going to bring it back this year, or is it just going to be all badge all the time? Well, my hope is that they bring it back. Obviously, I love the love the brand. Um, I I feel like I feel like we'll wear it a little more this year. Um, the badge got a lot of love, but um, maybe maybe we'll see more brand instead of uh, Pete, for example. I don't know for sure. Obviously, it's always like you can flip a coin on any of that stuff and probably be right half the time. But with the with the the brand it's just so like it's just like loyal and true kind of thing like you got to keep using that so i don't know um i don't i don't hate the badge by any means it's kind of growing on me but love to see the brand over the badge anytime justin obviously you played uh receiver when you were in school i wrote uh on monday about how i i think that wide receiver depth is overrated uh having uh, six good guys is not as good as having one superstar or something, you know, you can flip around the numbers, but I, I just think that the depth is overrated. I'm curious to get your take on that as somebody who was sort of more inside and, and saw like how things worked on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. You could, you could really say it either way. I'll disagree with you for the sake of the podcast, <laughs> <laughs> but I, uh, I think that having the the weapons, just having really anybody who can go out there and make a play, it's huge for the offense. Now, do you want somebody like Dez or Blackman who's going to basically carry the receiving core? Sure, that's nice to have, but whenever you got two or three guys draped over the top of him and you look somewhere else, you got to go to those other guys. So, um and, and that tends to be the thing that happens anyway, right? So you have six guys that are great, but we're kind of expecting James Washington to just step up and take all the yards. So it's cool that it kind of plays both ways. You have uh, potential for a, a multitude of elite receivers. Um, James Washington might step up to be that number one guy and get all the yards, but really like four or five, six of these guys could potentially go pro. That's incredible. So I'll take, I'll take the numbers. Landon Wolf, first rounder. (laughs) (laughs) Kyle, excuse me. Did you say having wide receiver depth is, is overrated? Yeah, it's overrated. How is, come after me. Please, please explain. Come after me. You said if they don't have a superstar, well, they do. His name's James Washington. Well, Yeah. Of course, like, and I, if you, if you had actually read what I wrote, I said, Oklahoma I have it right State, in front of me. That even make sense. <laughs> I said, Oklahoma State's lucky because they have, they, they, and Southwell said this, they have it going both ways. They have a superstar and they have depth. I just think that people talk about like having a lot of receivers. Like it's the, there's only one guy you can throw to each time. I'd rather have Justin Blackman than three Chris Lacey's. 
Well, they have a Chris Lacey and a James Washington. Well, I, I know, I know, which is great. Like, I, I'm and not Tyron, that, Tyron Beckham Rice on the other side. <laughs> I'm not saying that Oklahoma State's receivers are overrated. I'm saying that having depth at receiver is overrated. See, I, I would versus, argue the opposite. I, I, the opposite is they have a star in Washington, and having all these other dudes takes even more attention off of your star. I think it all it does is make your depth – stand out even more when you have a McCleskey running wide open over the middle. I just, I, well, I then don't how, understand how do you, the, the point. How do you explain what Justin Blyman did? He did, I mean, he, who did he have besides how, Justin How do Southwell? I explain what just J- Josh Cooper, who spent time in the NFL, is Josh one of the Cooper, better receivers. Uh, okay, he's, okay. No issue history. Okay. He's is fine. he not? He's, Southwell, you played with the guy. You but I'm me. saying. Josh Cooper but, is cold. He's cold. He's an but, expert receiver. Did they have depth though? Did those? Did the, were the, was there? Were they deep at receiver when Blackman was there? J- Justin Blackman won two Bolitnikovs because he was a freak of nature, not okay, because of depth or lack thereof. But here's what I'm saying: Would you rather? Okay, let's say you can go back and replace Justin Blackman with three Chris Lacy's and make that make those that wide receiver wide receiver depth on that 2011 team like. So strong, like the, if you replace Blackman with three Chris Lacy's and they've got four or five guys, that's they're deep, right? But do I have James would, Washington. Would you do that? Do I have James Washington? Because that's the point here, right? We're not no. taking away Justin Blackman because they no. already have Washington. You don't. You don't understand what I'm saying. You, do you understand what depth means? <laughs> no, I get what depth means, and I get what you're saying in that you'd rather have Justin Blackman and and a very lacking supporting cast because you have Justin Blackman. What I'm saying is. The depth at OSU isn't overrated because they still have a Blackman in Washington and they have a McCleskey and Lacey and Tyron Johnson to take even more attention off of their Justin Blackman. That's I all I'm wi- saying. I think wide receiver wide receiver depth in general is overrated. I, I don't – I mean – and I think it's getting played up too much this year for Oklahoma State. It, their fifth receiver is going to have like 400 yards. Okay, what's that going to do for me? It just – I don't know. Like it just doesn't do Well, I, I look at it more of a matchup than I do for – total yards the guys get i look at it at matchups i mean who's going to be able to match like they've even said osu southwell tell me if this would be a a real thing that osu has so much depth of receiver they can just send a guy deep every single play to wear out you know that that side of the field's cornerback is that is that a real thing or is that just something made up is that something you could possibly do yeah just have just have you guys running sprints all down the field that's it's it's a strategy and uh, open up some stuff underneath too, crossing routes and all, all kinds of different stuff with that. Southwell, what are you? What? Sorry, go ahead, Kyle. I was gonna uh, one last point here. You take one superstar over three or four stars or sort of stars. I under I I totally agree with that. But the good thing is they still have a superstar. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, and I I agree with that. But even with like I think it was 2007 Texas Tech, whenever they had uh, Crabtree, he was like the main guy, and I'm sure he had many more receiving yards than any of the other guys on the team. And I don't know if they had, like, a lot of depth necessarily, but they had guys that were – I think Graham Harrell maybe threw it to 11 different guys in one game. Yeah. It's like, you, you got to be good to be able to do that, obviously. But, like, those receivers, any one of those guys can make a play if Crabtree's getting defended with, like, two guys over the top of him or, or what have you. So. Yeah. I feel like the depth is important in that sense. Like, if you just have just have Dez out there, he's not going to be able to make every single play every single time. Well, Dez might, but I get what you're saying. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Southwell, what are you? Uh, 
uh, most concerned about about this team? I, I think that everybody has kind of a different thing, but what what do you look at and you're like, oh, this is where it could go badly? Well, just the amount of close games that happened last year. Now, I'm giving credit for coming out on top in those games because ultimately they won the game. But there were a lot of close games last year. I think that's kind of getting overlooked. Um, if they're going to be close games this year again versus Iowa State, uh, Texas Tech, Baylor, like any of those teams like get a special teams play or an interception return for a touchdown completely changes the outcome of the game, potentially. So that's my biggest concern. Like, you want to get out in front, stay on top, and really just not make it a contest. If you have the talent, go out there and destroy these teams, just bury them, and then you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, that, that's, what that, that's what that 2011 team was so good at. Go ahead, Carson. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that. And just what are your thoughts on Tulsa? I mean, I think, like, I remember, what was the game? I think 2010, uh, Tulsa was kind of up and coming. There was a media member in Tulsa that picked Tulsa to beat OSU. And I, I told him it was the worst prediction I'd ever heard. And, and, OSU, and OSU was up by like 50 at halftime. Uh, I do think Tulsa is way better now than they were back then. And I think Philip Montgomery is a really, really good coach. But I do think them losing their quarterback, really, Dane Evans, really kind of hurts coming into this game. But do you think Tulsa can keep it close on Thursday night? I don't I, I don't know if it'll be terribly close, maybe in the first half or something, but I, I kind of expect it's the first game of the year. I know that everybody's going to be hyped up. I, I really think they're going to kind of run away with it. Um, but, I mean, there obviously is potential for that, like, Tulsa guys, you know, they're training hard all summer with that one goal in mind to knock off a top 10 team right at the beginning of the season, establish themselves as, you know, upset of the century type of game, and they have potential to do that. I think you just have to crush that immediately. And sorry, Tulsa, maybe on the next game, but not this year. <laughs> um, okay, we'll wrap up with this. Um in, well, unless Carson has something else, but I, I want to know you've you've been very uh, forward thinking in uh, just what we want to see from Oklahoma State uniforms and and what they could bring to the table. What is your uh, give me your wish list for this year for what they break out? Well, uh, more brand for sure. I want to see a lot more brand. I'd like to see. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to see really the. That chrome brand, I think it would look pretty slick on that black helmet. I haven't seen that yet. Um, now, the throwback thing, like it would be really cool to see an entire throwback uniform. I don't know if that's like necessarily on my wish list, but as long as they keep dishing out those awesome throwback helmets every year, uh, that's, that's awesome. That needs to stay as a tradition for homecoming every year. But on top of that, I'd like to see one of those throwbacks being used for an away game, potentially, um, just because you see that Bronc Rider helmet. It's one of, you know, fans love that helmet. They've worn it once. And I think it would look really sweet with, like, an all-white combo. So I guess that would be a couple of things are on my wish list, but I don't really have a huge desire to see like all of this happens. Uh, it'd be really cool if that happened. 
No, those are those are good suggestions. I would love to see the, the chrome brand on the black helmet with the chrome face mask. That would yeah. be just incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Especially yeah. with the gray pants like we saw against uh, Central Michigan. Uh, last thing for me, Southwell, just uh, give us your prediction for Thursday. What well, else are you going to wear? Yeah, let's let's uh, let's get our sponsor a, a shout out. Let's get to this week's uniform preview. Brought to you by Chris's University Spirit, your one-stop cowboy shop on Campus Corner, and be sure to shop online at chrisuniversityspirit.com. Okay, go ahead, Southwell. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go with a bit of a, a bit of a surprise because uh, leading up to this, I was thinking white, orange, white, no no question about it. It's the standard look, and they're going to wear it against Tulsa. I'm going to go with a little bit of a curveball and say the barbed wire helmet with the black face mask. So black, I'm orange, that because, black orange, yeah, white. And, and keep it, keep it with the standard look. So black, orange, white will be uh, pretty crazy to see a tricolor on Thursday night home opener. But, um, I feel like it would make sense to wear that helmet against another Oklahoma team. You want to get a win under your belt with that black face mask on the barbed wire. Good time to do it against <laughs> Tulsa. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. What do you guys have? Well, for me, week one is always the hardest. I feel like the, the further you get in the season, the less options there are available, and it kind of you can kind of narrow it down a little better uh, based on home and road. So I was flustered. Not gonna not gonna lie, I'm a little flustered with my pick. I don't. I already don't like it, but I'm going with the <laughs> uh, the white helmet with the badge. I think that's almost a lock for me. Uh, orange jersey, almost a lock. And I'm like you. I kind of wanted to go white, orange, white. But I think they might mix it up. So I'm going to go tricolor with white, orange, and black pants. A look we have, have yet to see. So I'm going with that. <laughs> Are you feeling good about that? No, I feel terrible about it. I already told you. I'm flustered. <laughs> Are you drinking Coop right now? <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm, I'm, trying to give you guys a, I'm trying to give you guys a head start. So. Uh, wow. I really appreciate it. That's, that's <clears throat> solid. I had not you had you had uh, put this in our Slack and I I, I hadn't I try not to read y'all's because I don't want to um, copy them Be influenced or, yeah yeah um, so yeah that's that's a stunner uh, I'm gonna go white with the badge I agree with you Carson I think that is the thing I'm most sure of um, but yeah I mean you're right it's getting harder because it's like they've got so many different things and, and you can't predict new stuff. Like we couldn't have predicted the helmets for homecoming last year, but I'm going white with the badge. I'm going to go black Jersey and uh, white pants. So white, black, white, instead of white, orange, white. And and the, my reasoning is Thursday night game is a little different. Um, I have no proof of this, but it feels like they like to wear black at night. Like they wore that uh, white, black, white for the, uh, the Baylor game, uh, 2013, the Chelf game, um, which was one of my favorite combos from that year. So I'll, I'll go, I'll go white, black, white. Well, I think you're on point with the Thursday night thing because we always. It seems like in the last however many years we've won black for the Thursday night games, unless we're on the road against Central Michigan yeah. or whatever. I think but, they did that for was it Arizona maybe at home? Can I uh, can I can I yes, change my Arizona, pick? <laughs> Before that was like Colorado A and M, and I think after that was Texas Tech in 2014. All black jerseys. How you feeling, Carson? Can I change my pick? <laughs> Is it too late? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I don't care. It's Tuesday uh, afternoon. I'm changing my pick formally. 
<laughs> white white badge helmet. We're going straight Brandon Whedon against Colorado. White white badge helmet, black jersey, black pants for me. White black oh. black. I love it. I love okay. it. It should okay. happen. It should happen more often. That's a solid. When they when they, a... when they wear white, orange, black, I'm gonna hate myself. But <laughs> <laughs> that's my that's my new pick. That's not gonna happen. You're you're not gonna hate yourself. So you're, I think okay. you're in the clear. Uh, All right. Yeah, yeah you get. Okay. I told uh, you I was flustered, guys. <laughs> yeah, you were. Uh, oh, real quick before you go, what's your favorite coupe, Justin? Oh, horny toad. Ooh, horny toad. I like more it. A, yeah, just uh, That's a good pick. I, I like the horny toad, uh, Justin. Before you go, please defend Josh Cooper some more to Kyle, real quick. Tell tell him how good Josh Cooper was. Listen, I'm trying to think <laughs> of a, an amazing example. So we sometimes do the goal line. Uh, receiving drills where it's kind of like a one-on-one drill with the corners or the safeties and kind of really, you know, based on your position, uh, a defensive coach would send out a corner or safety um, to, to cover a slot guy. Well, nobody can cover Josh Cooper. He has the sickest routes on the team. So it didn't matter who they sent out against him, but <laughs> you know, I, I don't remember who they sent out against him on this particular play. But he ended up running like this little quick out and gave one of the one of the dirtiest moves I've ever seen. The safety just basically didn't try because he was just left there like locked up. But <laughs> I, I don't remember who threw it. If it was Whedon, it might have been Chelf. But it was a little bit uh, outside of his reach. It looked like, and he literally just stuck his paw out, snagged it one handed, and. I think he might have actually like put it behind his back and rolled with it and caught it. It was wow. incredible. <laughs> wow. I, I, I have actually heard a similar story about uh, just, like, I think it was Justin Gilbert trying to cover him in like those, in like that goal line situation thing and couldn't do it. Yeah. Which is nope, crazy. Nobody could. That's crazy. He was a stud. Kyle treated him like he was Colton Shelf's little brother. No, Colton Shelf's little brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You treated him like he was Colton Shelf's, or just Colton Shelf, really. But Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, Southwell. Uh, I, did, I, didn't want to dis- I didn't want to disrespect Colton Shelf, so Colton Shelf's little brother. How about that? <laughs> Southwell, thanks for coming on. We appreciate everything mm-hmm. you've been doing, and enjoy the game on Thursday night. Appreciate it, guys. You have a good one. Talk to you later. Bye. I really liked his uh, suggestions for this year, Kyle. Those, uh, those would all be great. So my Skype cut out when he was talking about them. I, I heard the chrome uh, on the black helmet, which would be awesome. But what, do you remember the other couple? Yeah, he uh, he wants to see the uh, riding bronc, bucking bronc helmet. He said, you know, everyone loves that helmet. And they've only worn it once. He would like to see that with all white, which I think would be pretty outstanding. Oh, that'd be uh, That'd be awesome. Yeah, that's a great logo too. I, I mean, I, I mean, how far down is Pete on the list? <laughs> I mean, Pete's yeah. below the, the Bucking Bronc in my opinion, as far well, as Pete, just the helmet logos. Pete's, yeah, yeah. He, well, if you want to put Pete on the pants, fine, but don't don't put him on the helmet. Yeah, not even not so. even Pete, little Pete is below uh, Big Pete, and they're both at the bottom. Right. So uh, yeah, little Pete, little Bo Pete is at the very bottom. Little, yeah, little little Pete's in a bad way. I think little Bo Pete. <laughs> uh, 
Um, okay, let's let's hear one more time uh, from our sponsor, Chris's University Spirit, and we will be back uh, to uh, wrap things up. Chris's University Spirit on Campus Corner in Stillwater, Oklahoma, is proud to be your one-stop cowboy shop since 1986 and proud sponsor of this podcast, Pistols Firing. They specialize in custom-printed Oklahoma State apparel and merchandise and pride themselves on their excellent customer service. They also offer a full line of custom Greek apparel and can even outfit your Little League team head-to-toe. They're located at the corner of 3rd and Knobloch on Historic Campus Corner. You can follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and be sure to shop online at chrisuniversityspirit.com. Shop Stilly, shop Chris's University Spirit. Okay, Carson, um, really fun chat with with Southwell. He's always got good insights and good uni thoughts, and um, yeah, he's really funny. He says he says hilarious things. Um, so yeah, anything anything that stuck out to you there? I mean, yeah, he's he's awesome. He's done a really good job with your your Twitter and social accounts. Um, I mean, I where do I who do I go to to talk to to get Southwell like on the uniform committee? Just who, like he should be like the czar of OSU's football uniforms as far as what they should do, uh, ideas to move them forward, and basically just what combos they should wear. He should be like their uh, their consultant. So That'd I'm just awesome. I'm trying to figure I'm trying to figure out where I can go. Uh, maybe maybe I'll just like use my press pass to get in the equipment room and just confront the equipment staff and be like, <laughs> you, "What are you guys doing in here? Like Southwell's on, I got Southwell's phone number right here. You just call him. He'll tell you what to do." It it would be great if if they let I don't think this would ever happen but if if Oklahoma State let like a uh, a oh. collection like a collection yeah. of people like pick one of the combos so like if you had um like you got to vote on it it could be part fans so like everybody could vote and then part like a media member so like you and then part like uh, a former player or a couple former players like Southwell and Whedon and and different guys like that that that'd be pretty fun. Like the playoff committee, we get in a room and like uh, <laughs> Southwell gets up on the whiteboard and and like illustrates what the combos should be and they take input from the committee. That'd be yeah, outstanding. That'd be great. I'm, I'm all for it. Or just a Twitter poll. Hey, what do you guys what do you guys want us to wear this week? Just see what happens. That'd be kind of fun too. Yeah, that'd be really fun. Um, okay, we need to we need to make some predictions here. Yeah, let's do it uh, for the season. I've got. Uh, Hold on, let me let me find it real quick. You want to just I, go down? You just want to just go down schedule, game by game. Well, I, I've I, got, I made a list uh, that we all had to fill out um, for the website. We're posting on it this afternoon, so I wanted to go through it with you real quick. Okay. Uh, okay, we've got first prediction is offensive MVP for the year. Oh, I don't see any other answer than Mason Rudolph. I think he's yeah. going to have a huge year. Going to put up monster numbers, and I think he's going to New York for the Heisman. I don't think he's going to. I don't know if he's going to win it or not, but he'll be there. Yeah. So I'm going with him. It's hard. It's hard to supplant the quarterback if you have a stud quarterback. So it would take a uh, Justin Blackman esque season from from Washington to supplant him. Yeah, I mean, even then, like, like was Justin? Well, I, I you could argue that Justin Blackman was the MVP over Whedon, but Whedon was so good. Like it. it it's almost like no matter what you do as a receiver, like the quarterback's still going to have, like, even if you're great, the quarterback's still going to have so much better numbers. 
Yeah, in the moment, I feel like Whedon had more Heisman hype, but like in hindsight, when you just look at the numbers, like Blackman should have been in New York. Yeah. <laughs> like, no question. Yeah, you're probably right. Uh, okay, defensive MVP. Defensive MVP. I'm going Trey Flowers, man. He's an uh, mm. absolute stud at safety. Uh, with apologies to Adam Lunt, who said Justin Phillips was going to be like Indomitian Sue mixed with Lawrence Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going with uh, Trey Flowers. Proven commodity. Had a really he's had a really great career. I feel like an underrated career. People don't talk about him like they talked about like a a Markel Martin, who I think is a very similar player. So I'm going on Trey Flowers. I went uh, Calvin Bundage. Whoa, a little yeah. early for that. I think. He, yeah, he's I know. Still I'm young. I re- <laughs> I feel the same way about this pick, uh, the way you felt about your uni pick. Uh, but it's in writing. <laughs> I own all of the stock. I'm a 100% shareholder. Nobody else owns stock. Is it because he wears number one? Is that is that like the sole reason? Yeah. Well, no, no. That's that's part of it. He's just he's good. Like he was he was really good at times last year. And I've heard um, from some hashtag sources that he's been lights out in fall camp. But I think that I don't know. I I, I think Flowers is a really good answer. And, and the problem with when you're trying to determine on Oklahoma State's defense, they just they've got a lot of like committees. Like their defensive end is by committee. Their defensive tackle, there, there's no like superstars, right? Like there's no um, even Vincent Taylor or Emmanuel Ogba or even like a Jordan Stearns really stood out last year. It's just kind of like well, all these guys are pretty good, but I don't know if any of them are are great. Ramon's about to. Spike it all over you when he when he wins defensive MVP. Just all, all the right. times you've doubted him, he's gonna have like ten picks, three for touchdowns. I love it. So um, I, I'm tempted to pick Ramon, but I'll go with the proven safety so far and Trey Flowers. Kyle Boone said Kenneth Edison Magruder, which is a a sneaky good pick. Is that the seventh president? <laughs> Kenneth Edison Magruder. Like that's him like the seventh. Him president. and him and Bundage are splitting um, the star linebacker. So Bundage is probably a terrible pick because he's not even really going to play that much. Um, <laughs> I need to you can switch it. your pick. You can switch your pick like I did. Yeah, I might need to do that. But no, he's he's going to be a very good player. He's only a sophomore. Um, he's he's kind of what they've been recruiting the last few years. Just super super athletes at linebacker, which will which will really help. Uh, yards and touchdowns for Justice Hill. Oh, remind me what he did last year off the top uh, of your head. Uh, I think it was like 1170 and like eight touchdowns. Man, that's that's pretty good. It's going to be hard to to top that. Um, 1142 11, 11, 40, 11, 40, and six touchdowns. Yeah, just as, as much as I feel like they should be throwing the ball um, – I can't go too much over that, but I will go over. I'll go. I'll go thirteen hundred yards and, and nine touchdowns. How about that? I went fourteen. That's, I went fourteen thirty and eleven touchdowns. Just because I think, and this is a spoiler, but I think they're going to get that extra game. So, yeah. Um, okay, yards and touchdowns for James Washington. Ooh. he had like he had like thirteen hundred and ten last year, I think. I think he needs he needs fourteen ninety one to break Rashawn Woods' all time school record in uh, receiving. It's a lot. It's a lot. 
especially with all the other targets that are going to be on the team, I just I don't know if he can get there. I'm going to go. You know what? I'll say he gets 14.92, one yard over, and uh, I think he's going to have a huge year. Uh, I'm going to go 15 touchdowns. Okay. I said 14-10 and nine touchdowns. I, I think that he gets some touchdowns taken away because Aitman's back, um, because Lacey's emerged. I, I, I just think that some of those TDs that he got at the goal line are going to go to those guys this year. He's only had 10 each of the last two years. I say only, but, you know. Yeah. Feels like more so, than that, right? Yeah, it feels like a lot more than that. Okay, uh, same question, Mason Rudolph. Oh, I think he's going to have way more yards than he did last year. What did he have last year? I think he had 3,900, something like that. Yeah, I will go. What was Whedon in his heyday? I think Whedon had he's not gonna get. He's not gonna get that. Whedon had forty seven hundred one year. <laughs> Pretty good. Mason I'm had gonna four, go. Mason had uh, four thousand and ninety last year. Four thousand ninety one last year. Yeah, I'll go. Uh, I'll go forty four hundred with thirty five touchdowns and eight picks. I'm weak. Forty four hundred and thirty five touchdowns. That's that's New York City. Yeah. But that's not that's not a crazy number. I mean, no. guys have thrown forty and fifty before. So I'm going uh, forty three, forty, and thirty two touchdowns. I mean, don't you feel like he should throw at least thirty five to forty? I mean, well, as much. I mean, yeah. I do, do you think but... do you think they're going to be able to run the ball as well this year? I, I'm I don't know. I, I feel like think... I feel like Veach and uh, and uh, Jarwin really helped them run the ball. They did, but like I was looking at the stat, I was looking at the pass run splits that they've had in the Gundy era, the last two years. So they've got a Heisman candidate. Granted, he was younger, but they've run the ball, or excuse me, they passed the ball forty nine percent of the time and fifty one percent of the time, respectively, the last two years. That's not a lot, and so I think his touchdown numbers will increase. But I just I think Gundy just loves running the ball. Like I think he just wants to run it a lot, and oh, I think that's, that's totally true. And so I, I just, I, I don't know if touchdowns are just so uh, arbitrary. Like you, you don't know how they're going to come, but I, I don't think he would get as he will get as many as he would at, I don't know, Tech or OU or somewhere like that. No, I agree, and and you're right. I think mean, I think <laughs> I think Mike Gundy wants to be Pat Jones sometimes with his offense. Just wants to run off tackle. And uh, just yeah. beat teams up, which it's not really what suits his offense this year. Uh, Whedon, <laughs> Whedon's last year was 4,700 yards, 37 touchdowns, 13 picks. And he didn't so, get yeah. invited to New York. Yeah. Well, just, Brad, Bradford has the holy grail of quarterback seasons. He, he threw like 50, 50 touchdowns and eight picks. <laughs> 50 touchdowns and eight picks. Was, Let me see how many yards he had. I mean, he I, was so good. How many yards did he have? He had uh, he had forty seven hundred, <laughs> forty seven hundred yards, fifty touchdowns, eight picks. That's a Qu- joke. Quarterback rating of uh, one eighty. <laughs> That's a joke. It's the uh, best okay. season I've ever seen. Next one up is uh, freshman of the year. Oh, freshman of the year. Who'd you pick? I went with Brock Martin. 
I, that's the first name that actually came to my mind when you said that. But, I mean, it, it, I did it because everybody else picked J.D. King, and I was just trying to be different. Sort of like my bondage pick. Um, some of these it just feel, like, too obvious, so I just kind of went the other way. Mm, I want to say Chuba, just because I want to say Chuba Hubbard. Did you see what Gundy said about him? Yeah. Gets yeah. in the open field, it's over. Gone. 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 <laughs> Uh, who I, I, I watched that him. I watched that clip like fifteen times. It was so good. Your Gundy impersonation is getting better too. Gone, gone. Um, I mean, I'm a, I have to pull up the roster. I don't I don't remember all well, the freshmen you're going to play. Choices, your choices are going to be Chuba, JD, Brock Martin, um, Tyl. I I don't know. I don't know how to say it. Tylen Wallace, Tylen Wallace, and uh, Thabo. Monoweki? I I don't know how to say his name either. But those are those are the five <laughs> I think that Gundy has said and and Thabo's a uh, safety. So those are those are the five I think that Gundy said are going are going to play. Let's hope it's not Jelani Woods. That would spell disaster if, if that, <laughs> that would be bad. <laughs> uh even though I love Jelani, you know, I haven't seen him play a snap. Uh I'll go Chuba Hubert. Chuba Hubbard. I think we he might a, uh, <laughs> We need a, a pr- pronunciation guide for the freshman. It's going to be rough. Yeah, we do. No, I mean, I, I kind of like your pick. Uh, I think Brock Martin will get on the field. and I think J.D. King's the obvious pick, though. I'll, I'll go J.D. King, actually. He's okay. he's the clear clear winner. Change, changing your pick again. That's yeah. Fine. Fake news. Yeah. Okay. Uh, tackles leader. Oh, Trey Flowers. That's what I said. Or uh, him or Whitener, maybe Whitener. Yeah, th- those were the two most popular picks. Flowers is moving to that Stearns position, so he's going to be defending the run more, like Stearns did last year. And, and Flowers was already like fourth or fifth on the team last year in tackles. Uh, I think Whitener was second behind Stearns. So I think I think those are. It's I think it's probably going to be one of those two guys. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go Flowers to back up my defensive player pick. Okay, um, Sacks leader. Oh, Mr. Jimmy Johns. That's who I've got, too. Do you know who I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. <laughs> of course you do. Walter Scheid, man. He's a stud. Yeah. He had a, yeah. I mean, I, I, I watched some old clips from last season. I was putting together some video of the defense, and he, he stood out for sure. He, he was a really good player. Yeah, that's, and, that's uh, it. Underrated, too. I agree. It's going to be hard because they're going to rotate in uh, defensive ends a lot, but I, I think he is. Uh, I think he's the pick. That's who I'm going with. Uh, interceptions leader, Ramon. Yeah, give me Ramon Richards. I like he's gonna be a ball hawk back there. Here's the thing, though. Like, I wrote this: any number between like two interceptions and like twelve interceptions wouldn't surprise me. Like nothing. Absolutely. Like, <laughs> and so and so I don't really know like he could legitimately have ten picks this year and I'd be like, Yeah, of course. And yeah. like at the most like opportune moments too. Yeah. It's not just that he gets them, he gets them in just massive moments. People forget he won the Central Michigan game if Mike Gundy knew the rules. Yeah. He won the game. He he made a huge interception to get the ball back. Yeah. And essentially win the game, and no one really remembers that one. But they remember the one against Pitt because it did win the game. But yeah. Um, okay, surprise of the year. Uh, I'll give you mine first. Give you a little time to think. Mine, and I said this on this podcast and got ridiculed, is that uh, Marcel Aitman, 
excuse me, Marcel Aitman, not James Washington, will be Rudolph's. I have to have a first down or touchdown, or this game is in jeopardy. Go to receiver this year. Wow. Um, that that's right up there with you picking Josh Cooper to lead the team in receiving over Justin no, Black. No, no. Even though you just treated Josh Cooper like he was Colton Shelf, <laughs> acted like Whedon didn't have any other options on the team. Uh, surprise <laughs> this year. Um, I'm trying to go with like one that's like a big surprise here. How about? That's not really that big a surprise. Um, here you go. How about... <laughs> I really don't have anything to base this on. How about uh, Matt Amendola is more reliable than Ben Grogan was last year? Wow. That's a good one. I like that one. Because y- you don't know what you're getting, Gro- right? Grogan, Grogan, Grogan was shaky. Let's be honest. Like he, he, For a guy who played four years and was you know, the all-time schools... Le- how, how confident were you when he was running out there? I wasn't very confident. Yeah, I, I think that like his numbers um, didn't line up with like the emotional well-being of the fan base. Like I think his numbers were actually pretty good, but you never really felt like like you, like the way you did with Dan Bailey or Quinn Sharp. You're like, oh, this is this is money. But with him, you're like, I don't know. Yeah, I'm looking up his numbers right now. His senior year, well, he was 19 of 25, which was his second worst year accuracy wise. I'm going to pull up, just for reference, Quinn Sharp. So he was uh, fr- freshman year, 61%. Sophomore year, 79%. Junior year, 80%. And then senior year, 76%. He had 100 points every year, which is crazy. Yeah, he, also, he also missed five ec- extra points. His highest percentage was 80 his junior year. And just for counterpoint, Quinn Sharp had 88% in 2011. 82.4 his last year yeah. uh, at 2012. Yeah. Like 88%. Like when Quinn Sharp ran out there, it was automatic. Like I was not questioning him. He was 22 of 25 his first year, then 28 of 34. That, and he kicked way more more times and had better accuracy. So that, that kind of illustrates my point in that, you know, Ben Grogan was a good kicker. I don't want, I'm not trying to be downgrade him in any, by any means. I just, I, I wasn't that confident in him making a kick, especially one over 35 yards. And I think, I mean, I've seen Amendola kick one time, precisely one time, but uh, Gundy doesn't seem too worried about it, does he? He hasn't really talked about that a whole lot. Maybe that means yeah. he is worried, but, but that's <laughs> yeah. my that's my that's my bold surprise of the year is that Matt Amendola is more reliable than Grogan was last year. So I'll say Amendola converts on more than seventy six percent of his kicks. I like it. Uh, okay, Rudolph's finish in the Heisman race. Woo! Well. I think Baker's going to win it. I know it's not a popular opinion on this podcast. He might just boot me off right now. <laughs> uh, I think Baker wins it. I think Scarborough will be there from Alabama. I think he's going to just be a monster. Um, I'll say I'll say third. How about how about third? Yep, that's what I had. Pick him the bronze. I said uh, I said third. I think for him to win it, I feel like Oklahoma State has to go undefeated. I don't know if that's true or not. And I yeah. don't think they're going to. So I'll say third. Right. I agree. Um, Oklahoma State's best spot on the AP poll this year. So how high will they rise uh, to their highest ranking? They're number 10 coming in. What's the highest ranking they get to in the AP poll? Three. 
Yeah, I said two. I think they win their first eight games or their first seven games, get to second, and then they lose at West Virginia on October 28th. I like that pick. Yeah. Um, Oklahoma State's Big 12 record, including the Big 12 championship, if you want to include it, and what place do they finish? I have them losing Bedlam, winning every other game, losing to OU in the Big 12 title. I, I say Lincoln Riley, Lincoln Riley will match Mike Gundy's oh. win total in Bedlam his first season. Oh, not good. That's not good. That stinks. Kyle, I, I, I got to see – I have to see Mike Gundy coach in Bedlam differently before I can pick them to beat OU and especially beat OU in a Big 12 title game. Like I just – I think Mike Gundy's a hell of a coach, and I hate to keep bringing it up, but I just last year was an abomination. And I've actually had people bring up lately, uh, for some reason, we oh we were three days away, and Whedon came up, and I got into an argument with people about like how how ridiculous it was Alex Kate was starting over Whedon and blah blah blah. But it reminded me of the 2009 Bedlam game. Do you remember Gundy running like running back sweeps on third and 17 in Bedlam when they were shut out? Did they like, punt on third down that year? It felt like they they should have. They may as well, because <laughs> that's basically what he did. I mean, like, so like this is like an every year thing. Like, like, granted, they probably weren't winning that game anyway. But like, just I I have to see Mike Gundy coach more aggressively before I can ever 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 pick them to beat OU. I, I just think it's a 2011 situation. Um, I just think Oklahoma State's going to be a lot better, and I might be wrong. Uh, there's a long way to go between now and November. Um, I just, I just, I, I don't know. I, 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 the vibe that I get and with how much OU lost, I know, I know they've got guys, I know they've got recruits, whatever. I just think Oklahoma state's going to be that much better than them come November, but I could be wrong. Uh, I've got, Oklahoma state, <clears throat> go I've got Oklahoma state going, uh, nine and or eight and one and then winning the big 12 title so i've got their only loss uh coming to west virginia at west virginia wow and you got them winning the big 12 title game yeah i don't think ou is going to get there either who is texas uh i think either west virginia or kansas state you're you don't think ou is going to do much anything then who you got them losing to well, I, I mean, I haven't gone through everybody's schedule. I, I think OU you just, goes, you just, you're just be downgrading them without looking at their schedule. Yeah, I think OU goes nine and three, and I don't think that's enough to get to the Big Twelve title. Mm, you do realize Baker Mayfield's beaten OSU by like a combined forty nine yeah. points the last two oh, years. Hey, I know, I know. Like Baker, ba- Baker has Mayfield's going. OSU. He's get, It feels like he already graduated, and I feel like pe- people are gonna be reminded of how good he is, like in three weeks. You know, he's, he's awesome. Like, yeah. no, I know. But <laughs> I know I, I again, just, I know that's not a popular opinion, but this will be his third year with a new number one wide receiver. So I feel like people are just like, Oh, he lost DD Westbrook. Well, he's also lost Sterling Shepard before. It might be a Baker Mayfield thing but I more feel, than just a yeah. receiver thing. But I feel like he's sort of going under, under, uh, appreciated or looked going into the season. Do you feel like that? He's like the second biggest favorite for the Heisman. Okay. Maybe not. No, I think he's getting proper due. I think that he's the reason OU's picked seventh, because you're right. They they have lost a lot of talent this year. They're losing two NFL running backs. They're losing a Bolitnikoff winner. 
But the reason they're still picked seventh in the country right now and the pick to win the league is they still have Baker Mayfield. So can he be the difference? I, I think he can. Um, again, I think I think you're not wrong at all in saying that this is a 2011 situation. When you look at it on paper, yes. They, they have more talent, I believe, top to bottom on offense. Defense, we'll have to see. Uh, it's just for me, it, it, the rest is just details if they don't come out and play aggressively. That's just that's just what I have to see it to believe it after last yeah. last year was just like the final nail in that <laughs> in that coffin for me. Because I had thought it for years and then last year it was just absolutely confirmed with an exclamation point. So Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Gundy okay. might Gundy might take his shirt off at midfield and just point up at me in the press box when they win by fifty. <laughs> uh last one. Oklahoma State postseason. Where do they go? Who do they play? Where do they go? Who do they play? I got them in the Cotton Bowl um, against. Is that a large team now? I, I, don't I can't know. remember. I don't know. Where do you have them going? I'm Cotton Bowl them, for me. I've got them losing in the college football playoff semis against Ohio State. I'm all in, Carson. I'm all in. <laughs> Why don't you have them beating Ohio State then? Ohio State's pretty good. Yeah, I have Ohio State beating Bama in the national title game. Nick Saban's never won at all uh, when they were the preseason number one. Is is uh, Urban going to be okay for that one? Yeah, he'll be fine. He likes winning. It's when uh, Florida State pounds him that he just finds a reason to quit. How, how fired up are you for Florida State, Alabama, by the way? Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, where are the uh... – where are the playoff games this year? Um, uh, the Rose Bowl and mm. um, and I think the Sugar Bowl. Yeah, you're right. Whew. And then and then Atlanta is the national title game. Can you imagine going to the to the Rose Bowl for Oklahoma State, Ohio State? That's I'm I'm rooting for that. I mean, I've never <laughs> been to Pasadena like Rose Bowl. I've never covered a Rose Bowl. I've covered. The Fiesta and the Sugar, I haven't covered the Rose. And what's the one I'm forgetting? Orange. I've never covered the Orange Bowl either. Yeah. I, my brother lives in Pasadena. He was like two blocks from the Rose Bowl. And uh, so if, if – well, I'm, gonna, I'm probably going to go to the postseason game regardless. But if, if, it's, if it's the Rose Bowl, I'm, I'm in. I'm going. I'll be there. What's the nearest uh, – like Pebble Beach isn't close to that, is it? That's Northern California, right? Yeah, you've got Riviera is in LA. I mean, we can't play yeah. at Riviera. Let's but... let's be honest. We're not we're not getting on Riviera. <laughs> um, we could probably we could probably make something happen though. I could probably okay. probably talk to some people. Um, well, when, when Gundy rolls OU twice by fifty each time and and takes his shirt off and lays down in midfield and points at me and says I'm an idiot, we'll, we'll yeah. go to the Rose Bowl. Speaking of Gundy, I know you've been working on your your rant impersonation. Can I get like one or two lines of you before the season to get us out of here? <laughs> Just well, some, some uh, kind soul put the entire rant like verbatim, like a, like a music lyric. So, good. Uh, so I was able to like do a read through the other day and I, I must say I, I've pretty much got the cadence down. I think so you want give, a little taste? Give me, give me, yeah, we'll, we'll wait for the full thing, but give me like, uh, I don't know, like a, like a beat or two. Give me, give me a couple of lines of it. <laughs> I'm trying to pick the. I'm trying to pick which paragraph I should do here. <laughs> Your child goes down the street and somebody makes fun of him because he dropped a pass. 
in a pickup game or says he's fat, he comes home crying to his mom, you'd understand. But you don't have that. Someday you will. And when your child comes home, you'll understand. <laughs> That's one paragraph. I don't the want to key, do the whole thing. So the key phrase there for me is pickup game. Pickup like, game? Yeah. <laughs> My favorite part is the but you don't but you don't have that. Just like but you but you don't have that. It's funny, Kyle. Like I know this thing. Like, like I, I I know the words by heart, but like I know the cadence by heart, which is just the most amazing part of the, it. The cadence, and that's the key to the whole thing. Like the words are great, but the cadence is just—it's all time. It's incredible. And this that's, article <laughs> embarrasses me to be involved with athletics <laughs> tremendously. We'll have to do that. What is the exact anniversary date? Uh, 20, 2007 Oklahoma State versus I, I Texas Tech. I think it's like Tech. September 24th, maybe? Yeah, tw- yeah something September, like that. Tw- September 22nd. So we have a little under a month to go. I can't wait. Three weeks. I can't wait. Okay, Carson. Um, I said he's do- fat. <laughs> Sorry. I I, sh- I made my I made my wife listen to the uh, when OKC Dave and you were going back trading trading lines. She <laughs> yeah. she was she was dying. She 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 thought yours was just incredible. They're supposed to be mature adults, but they're really not. <laughs> <laughs> that one always brought the house down. Okay, Carson. Uh, it's been a fun off season. It's going to be a better regular season. Uh, I hope you enjoy it, and we will talk soon. We'll talk after the game Thursday, yep. right? Post game show. Then or just post game. No, we'll do post game. Kind of a weird schedule this week, uh, but yeah. we'll be back to doing two pods and a post game show regularly. So we will talk. Okay, soon. I'll I'll shoot you a text when OSU walks out in white, orange, black, and I'm <laughs> my, my second guessing. Okay, talk to you later. See ya.